Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to the PWF Empire podcast. Jay here with a full house. We have DJ Cass. We have the Canadian sensation, aka the international man of mystery, Dalton, and also Lucas, who could he, he just could not stop talking before the show. So, um, damn right. You know, with you having so much to say, I, I'm glad you showed up. You you, you just no showed last week. For real, we, we did a show on a different day for the, you. Yeah, we changed the date of the damn show just because Lucas requested it. I heard nary a word from him last week. Nothing at all. But <laughs> you're here now, so that's good. Or or is it? I don't know. I guess we'll see. Is it ever a good thing when I have something on my mind? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. I tell you that since day one. Jeez. You guys read anything in the news lately? Uh, yeah. I don't read Let's the pretend. news. Let's pretend like we haven't. We know what the story of the day is. And what I was referring to or what Jay was referring to in regards to what I couldn't stop talking about before the show. How about we get into that, please? Because I just can't wait. You tell me. I've been working all day. Okay. All right. Everybody ready here. So the story of the day. Paige has a sex tape that is leaked online. (laughs) Apparently her account has been hacked. You okay over there, Cass? (laughs) We're starting the show like this? Yeah, why not? Nude photos were revealed. Who gives a fuck? Wait, 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 wait. You guys are missing the point. Jay gets it. I don't think Cass and Dalton. Wait a minute. What what do I get? Okay. You were on the show specifically sometime last year in the summer when I made the remark back in August, I believe it was. That page was no good. No bueno. You yeah. freaking no bueno. Me? I know it's your gimmick that you think she's no bueno, but who gives it's a shit? Not it's a gimmick. A six... <laughs> who cares? It's See, not I, a gimmick. The thing is, Lucas, I, I've said it for a long time. Ever since that show where you said that, there is something that some some vendetta you have against Paige that I do not quite get it, but I mean, it's not a vendetta. It, it was just me speaking the truth. And you guys have to admit, I was right. I know I say that a lot, a lot but I'm in a look, at, look at what has unfolded since the time I said that in regards to Paige. Just look at the time. I don't think anybody was saying you were wrong about that. I just, I wouldn't throw around the W word so le- uh, leniently. After early. that, oh, I'm throwing it around. I don't care. Um, but the thing is. The thing. So she took pictures. She has a tape out there. Can we go ahead and acknowledge the fact that I'm guessing whatever it was that she was doing in that video, um, news it was no good. It was no good. Do you realize you would not be here were it not for that act? I'm not saying I'm not saying Paige is your 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 mom, but the, the point. You all get what I'm saying. She was doing something that human beings do. Um, well, Lucas. But, but there is another twist to that because you look at those photos, and I don't know if you guys have. They are not. <laughs> no, we know. We know. You're asked, dude. Okay, okay. Let's wait, 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 wait. Let's be mature here because I'm not trying. Let's. To, any, 
I'm not trying by any standard to say something else. What I'm trying to say is, if you look at those photos, that is not a way for a women wrestler on a roster, let alone a WWE household name, to behave or act hey. knowing she's a public figure. That's okay. all I'm trying to what, say. What are you saying should happen because of this? What? Do you know the negative public outburst that could unfold by through WWE because of this? Yeah. Do you know how many I, I females... Know. You want to know how I know the, the the public outburst? Because it's happened before to someone by the name of Seth Rollins. He had pictures leaked out there. And what happened to him? Hell, didn't the dude... But, but he, Seth Rollins... Okay, but here's where we separate Seth Rollins and Paige. That was the only incident on I know Seth how to Rollins' record. Him. That was the I only incident on Seth Rollins' record. He has been clean since before and after. Paige is, con is a constant mess. She's a disaster waiting to happen. Story after story, it has not been good in regards to Paige. Whereas with Seth Rollins, that one little incident, and besides, he's a star. What what has Paige become? She's ruined herself. So you're she has saying no that the situations should be handled differently based off of where you stand in the pecking order of WWE. So you get... No, no. You just said I just Seth said, Rollins is a star acting but as I just if he's said, supposed wait, to be Wait, wait, wait. I just said before that... Before saying he's a star, I just said he's been clean. That's the only incident he's ever had. Paige has had constant incidents. She's been suspended last year. Let's not forget like she hasn't been suspended. All right? Seth Rollins has not come dirty after that since that incident. I'm sorry, but th those are two different arguments because if we're going to go by that, Seth Rollins has never been suspended. He's, If anything, he's been carrying the WWE and, and trying to you know, become a better wrestler each and every single night. What has Paige been doing? Oh, that's right. She's either been bitching or doing embarrassing things such as this one, which have not made her case any better to return to the WWE. So what you're saying is that Paige has a pattern of bad yes. behavior. And, and it's not specifically this situation, but it's just when you add this onto everything that has happened, WWE should cut their losses. Exactly. She she's no good. That's the whole point of this. Why keep her <laughs> around when she is just going to keep adding more and more bad news to her image and not just her image, but WWE. I mean, image. well, some people Why? wouldn't consider it bad news, but yeah. I mean, <laughs> somebody find it favorable actually. But what? Who's to say Del Rio is not in it? Like, I've not. I didn't even know about this until five wait, minutes wait, wait, ago. Wait, 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 wait. No, no, no. Del Rio has nothing to do with that. I assure you. Okay, how, that's how, more. How can you assure us, Lucas? Have you seen said video? I didn't know about it until five minutes ago when you screamed there's about it. Name, on the... There's a name. There's a there's a name that has been tossed around. I haven't seen it either, but there's a name that has been tossed sure. around. Who's in that video? You guys want to know whose name that is? So this is from no. years ago. We don't know. <laughs> that's another thing we don't know. She's a cheater now too, honey. and I don't want to know. Throwing it on there. Guys, here's the thing. It's like what they say in Washington. You don't know and you don't want to know. Okay? Did they say that in Washington? <laughs> at least in at least in this day and age while Trump is and all this like like honestly, like I, I really don't give a flying fuck what that woman you does. You should. You should. Why? You wanna know why? She why? was okay. She was the what I guess what started this whole 
talk of a women's revolution back in 2014 when she debuted it on Monday Night Raw, okay? Let's not act like she wasn't supposed to be the next big thing that everyone loved so much. And, oh, she was going to be the next Lita or the next Trish. That's what I heard when she first came to the main roster. And then look what happened. She she has nothing Mm -hmm. to do with what's going on right now in women's wrestling. Can we go ahead and acknowledge that... That was said, if it was ever said, and you know what? I'm not even going to go there because I looked at Paige very highly when she made her debut on the main roster, but acknowledge the fact that that was literally a different division than what we have Mm -hmm. now. That's when nothing was really going on in the Divas division at that point. AJ was on her very long title reign. It was actually the Divas division then. Uh, AJ was okay, on her okay. long title reign, and they didn't have the level of talent that is present right now. And even if you can argue that, well, the talent was most definitely there, one thing that you cannot argue against is that it wasn't uh, fully utilized. So Paige made her way into a division where the bar was set very low. So expectations were high for her and what she can do then and how she was going to, you know, be a part of this transformation. But since then, we've had Sasha Banks come up to the main roster. We've had Becky Lynch. We've had Bailey. We've had Charlotte. And those were the women that Paige may have laid the foundation or helped kick off the women's revolution in WWE, but those are the ones that defined it. Those are the ones that when we think about the women's revolution in WWE, those are going to be the first names that come to mind. So it's not like Paige was all that hot and popping, and by the time all of them made it to the roster, people were still looking at Paige like the next coming of leader Trish Stratus. Well, actually... Actually, no. What? When was the feud between her and Charlotte? Wasn't that in late 2015? Which is a year I want to forget. Are you talking about that that weird ass like those, those teams that they had? Yeah. yeah. So, so, so to 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 add on to this argument, you could make the case that she was supposed to be she was supposed to be a part of this revolution because at that time she was still heavily involved with the product, you know and. That's why I'm trying to say that for for Cass who's saying he doesn't care, I think you should care because it kind of is. I'm not I'm not saying it, it's entirely putting a, a dark cloud over the women's division, but in a way, it has kind of affected it because you don't want this negative perception towards the women's um, wrestling. I don't Lucas. think that it extends anything beyond Paige as an individual, though. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't look at there Paige and say, "Oh my God, you're you're, you're tarnishing the name of." Uh, you know what Charlotte business. and Sasha Banks and what Bailey is doing. Yeah, you if you you look at her in a specific way by that, I may disagree. But hell, let's let's not act like she was any kind of significant part exactly. of the women's division on Raw in the first place. She hasn't been on TV in God knows how long because she's hurt right now. And the thing is, it's like. If somebody, I could see Lucas's point right here. If someone like a Charlotte or a Sasha Banks was doing this, mm-hmm. or like a Becky Lynch was doing this, but it's just like no, no offense. It's like Paige. Like, here's the thing: I'm one of the NXT veterans. I actually watched the whole Paige versus Emma stuff right before it really became a thing. Those were the two ones that originally 
originally made the women's revolution, and I still think Emma doesn't get the credit that she deserves, but that's around the point. But still, it's like, you gotta be consistent. They've always had to be consistent when it came to Paige, and it's like, they started off right, well, at least good enough, but it's like, when AJ Lee beat her for the championship, it was just like, back to the same old shit with the Divas division. Unfortunately, she became that, she just became part of it, and just because that you take that one person and you wrap them into, like, this new quote-unquote, women's evolution era. I mean, seriously, what Paige does is her business. That's her business. And let's keep in mind, Lucas, you say that she is a professor She's a and she's a grown adult. Let's keep in mind, like, we don't control. We don't control that woman. And honestly, in this day and age, in 2017, do you want to control something like that? <laughs> like, that's why... And that's why she needs to be thrown on to the future endeavor list. So you're saying that this, point. If, if, if you're right now. if you were calling the shots, she she's out of here. Yes. Why I mean, why keep her? Why around? didn't you just say that? Yeah, I, I don't I don't disagree with your statement. It's a stupid decision. I mean, it's her own life. She can do what she wants, but she's been yeah. disassociated from the product for so long. It mm-hmm. really has no bearing on what's going on with the product right now like but i mean that's the problem yeah, she, Dalton, because if she if she were ever to make a return and wwe sees through all of this do you really think that's going to be a good thing absolutely not no. i mean j- could you imagine if she was a part of the product right now that's what i'm trying to say there's no point in keeping her around especially after this and if they do decide to keep her around i mean that's just wwe calling for trouble that's that's simply what I also it is. think they want to fire her. I honestly think they want to, but I think it's like some kind of contract obligations that she has to like hold out. I, I mean, honestly if, if they wanted to right now, they could, you know, kick her to the curb. But yeah. just the optics of the situation, it's mm-hmm. going to be really difficult because as I said earlier, we've had Seth Rollins who's gone through this. Yeah. And this dude, you know, how long has this dude been in the championship picture? There was a print in time where it was like 14 pay-per-views in a row where yeah. Seth Rollins was in championship, championship. matches. So mm-hmm. some, somewhere around that number. I don't know the specific one. But yeah, so even if, and I'm not even going to say even if, like Paige, she has been trouble, you know, from time to time. That that may be time true. Time. Look, that <laughs> may be oh, true. Lord. But just WWE could possibly have a shitstorm on their hands. There's way that that situation is way too complicated to just yeah. very easily say, "Okay, you're you're out of here. You're done." Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's there's missteps on their end. There's missteps on their end because she has a a point in a court of law about the the if not the first, at least the second suspension for. Um, illegal use of I don't think it was um, illegal drugs but some kind of like fat burner or some some kind of pill some kind of supplement that they don't allow one to pay yeah it might have been Adderall but like clearly it was something that um, you wouldn't immediately suspect someone to be suspended for it's not that big of a deal but it's something on their you know their blacklist and she's got weight in on her side that says that that was what her second suspension was for, so I don't know if they necessarily want to try and field getting rid of her because you know she's got a ball in her own court for that matter. So, yeah. needless to say, it is a it is a tough thing to try and deal with for WWE. But it will be fun to watch. <laughs> uh, sh- sure, that, 
Fun, fun's a good word. And here's the thing, people. I'm talking about the situation on WWE Houses. I'm not talking about that damn fucking video. (laughs) 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 Are you sure that's what you meant, Cass? Yeah, I'm definitely sure. (laughs) I mean, we got, here's the thing. I'm about to quote Sasha Banks real quick. Um, The reason why she didn't tell people that she was um, getting married was because we got fans that are crazy. Yes. And I'll leave it at that. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, that's another, that's another, uh, yeah, that's a good point. That's another good point. Okay, so. Um, Can we get back to why we are here and actually talk about real wrestling shit, please? You want to talk about wrestling, Cass? Let's talk about some wrestling. Well, yeah. here's the thing. I actually wanted to touch on, did any of you watch 205 Live this week? No, no. Yes. No. Oh, no, no, here's the thing. I tuned in. This is the second time that I had tuned into 205 Live. The second of the third episode I've actually watched since the show officially aired. I will say, I actually thoroughly enjoyed the show this week. Well, thank I you for giving it a chance. I've been the, trying to sell people on 205 yeah. Live. Well, and and also, it's just like the thing is, it's like for some reason, I don't know if you guys caught this either, but it's like for some reason, the 205 audience was more lively then when SmackDown was on the air on USA for two hours, like they were quiet for SmackDown. Yeah, they were loud and crazy for 205 Live a bit. I really enjoyed uh, Neville. Neville has just again become a blessing for the Cruiserweight division, just an all-around blessing. And I really I think Austin like, Aries has, not Neville. We can't I, say that yet. Aries has only been yeah. here for a week. And Have you seen any? Watchable, and he's already made it watchable. I mean, he's well, helped, but Neville provided the lane for him to go down. Yeah. What are you talking about? It wouldn't, be what, as, it wouldn't be nearly as interesting were Neville not there for Austin Aries to play off of. Because Austin Aries, he's great on his own. The alpha male. He is. He's, he, Can he's, you re- do you guys remember the reaction he got the night that he, he finally attacked Neville, I mean that that that's basic. That basically sums it up right there. That get, that made me but, care about what's going on with Neville now that Austin Aries is involved. But well, well, well here's the thing. But oh, go if, ahead, if, man, go on. if you didn't care much about what Neville had going on before Austin Aries, then you weren't really paying attention because Neville was. I was. Awesome. No, I inspired. I was. But how can you honestly sit there and tell me? Anything Neville was doing without Austin Aries was entertaining. I tried. I can tell you no, that. I, I can tell you that it. with 100% certainty. Lucas, wow. look, that look, okay. man has been a blessing for that cruiserweight division. Beforehand, honestly, it was an absolute abysmal. Like I didn't, there's a, it was like I liked certain characters in the cruiserweight division, but it wasn't like anything that made me jump. Like even Jack, gentleman Jack Gallagher, like I did like him and I liked his character, but he just wasn't really doing anything for me. And I actually a couple of days and went back and watched the um that uh, gentleman's duel that he had with Arya Davari on Two Hundred Five Live too. That was some fun stuff. I actually felt bad uh, that I missed it because here's the thing, Lucas. There are compelling characters in that cruiserweight division, but the problem is there no, is are. no. There, there are some compelling characters in that cruiserweight division. The problem was it's just like a lot of those were new faces, and when you did not put someone in that division that people are familiar with, or at least somebody that they could like get behind and be able to play off of somebody, then honestly, then. 
then what the heck was the point of even having the cruiserweight division on Raw to begin with? Like, you got to have those familiar faces in certain divisions because those are the ones that people are going to care about, which means also those are the ones that are going to also care about the people that they are feuding with. And when Neville made the scene and he turned heel, he finally opened people's eyes because a lot of people wanted Neville to be in that cruiserweight division. They wanted him to be utilized. They wanted him to be in something. Neville changed his look. He changed his attitude. He finally changed his facial expressions. He changed everything about his demeanor. And look what it, and look where it got him. It got him in a match at the Royal Rumble for the Cruiserweight Championship. He won the belt, and he has been taking this division, and he has been running with it. He is the top heel in that division. And if you want to take that title from the king of the cruiserweights, then you're going to have to step your game up. He steps everybody's game up every single time he is in that ring. He brought the best out of Rich Swan. He brought the best out of Gentleman Jack Gallagher. And if you don't believe me, Lucas, go back and watch the Royal Rumble. Go back and watch Fastlane when he had those matches with Jack Gallagher and Rich Swan, and tell me that he did not bring out the best in both Gentleman Jack Gallagher and Rich Swan. Neville has been busting his ass to finally put some relevance in that cruiserweight division. I'm not going to sit here and even though you have your right to your opinion, you're going to have you're going to go ahead and say that the only reason that you gave a crap about Austin Aries before you didn't give a crap about Austin Aries or Neville before he got to the cruiserweight division. Me and I remind you, you were not even a person who watched freaking NXT. So how do you even know who the hell or what Austin Aries really does? So don't you dare don't sit there watch. and tell wait, 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 wait. me that Austin Aries. I don't need to watch NXT to know who certain wrestlers are. Are you kidding me right now? That's a dumb. You you, you do if their character from NXT and their character on the main roster are vastly different. Let me let me ask you something, Lucas. If Austin Aries attacked Noam Dar instead of Neville, would you have cared? Yes. Why? Austin Aries. <laughs> Austin Aries is compelling. He's compelling in every single dynamic. When it comes to Neville, I'm not denying he's a great performer in the ring, but I think that's where that's where it stops for him. Austin Aries is the total package. He can do it. He can do it all. I don't. I'm sorry. I disagree. I don't. I don't. What about Neville's demeanor? See, here's the thing. Cass, I'm about to go off. Cass, there. It's not necessary at all. Lucas is. He, he's trolling right now. He either is tro- trolling or, like I said earlier, he hasn't been paying attention because there's no way in hell I mean, that you could say that paying too much attention to this page story anyway. Yeah. There, there's no way in hell that you could say that there's nothing interesting about Neville and, and him being I did, good. Wait, I didn't say well, there's there nothing is, interesting. There is no way that you can say – There is no way that you can say that him being ring. good begins and ends – in the ring because if you listen to what Austin Aries was saying Neville had been built up to a point where he dominated every single opponent that he had and he told he's the, oh okay all right okay hear hear me out here he's the only guy in the cruiserweight division that matters of course he would say that to Neville you think if Neville was competing against top notch mid card superstars on the main roster that he, that people would be saying the same thing about Neville i don't think so does that matter? Okay. Yes, that matters. If his... You know what? Next subject. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you got to say now? Come on. Let me hear it. Th- th- that literally made no sense. You're saying people yes, like, people okay, like let me Neville ask you this because question. he's wait, doing wait, good wait. things. What, if he wasn't doing good things, what, what the hell does that matter? That's not the case now. Jay, let me ask you one thing. 
Did you give a damn about Neville before he made this transformation in the cruiserweight division? The relevance of that point is exactly what? What was that? The relevance of that point is... It matters a lot. He wasn't around, though. No, Cass, here's the thing. It doesn't matter whether he was around or not. If someone is playing a good character, I'm going to like them. Okay. That's it. It doesn't it doesn't matter whether it's it, I, I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, because I would not like him if he was in if he wasn't in the cruiserweight division. I can't like him because he's in that literally makes no sense. I, ju- I just think it's being overhyped because, of course, he's the only one that stands out in the cruiserweight division. But now that you have Austin Aries, who's a good match for him, you're, you're going to see in a few months from now. Watch, you're going to see all the praise go to Austin Aries and, and other potential big names in the cruiserweight division as opposed to just Neville. I mean, of course, everyone has high praise for Neville right now. He's the only name that matters in that division. And now you have Austin Aries. If he's the only name that matters, then you should understand why him attacking him was important. Yes, but again, who he's feuding with is just as important. Are you going to disregard that Austin Aries versus Neville is more compelling than anything Neville was doing before as a program or as a storyline. Lucas, we started out praising both of them. You're the one who wanted to just talk about Austin Aries. So you don't have to sell us on an Austin Aries and Neville feud. We're there. I just gave you a full layout. I gave you a full Molly Whopping layout. Lucas is playing these Houston. tricks where it's like, I'm going to talk so damn much that you forget what your point was, and I'm going to take your point and make it mine so you can agree no. with me. <laughs> no, like, I, I but, specifically um, said. Dude, that's the Justin approach. I will. Don't fired. compare me to Justin. Don't even go there. No, see, it's Justin okay. not Justin will go down swinging. Like, yeah. On, mm-hmm. on his, he, he will beat you into submission. He really would. But... I want to talk about something. Um, let's talk about this whole thing that's going on with Shane McMahon and AJ Styles. This is bullshit. I did not enjoy SmackDown this past Tuesday. I, really I did, did not. not either. And you can tell that they are twisting themselves into a damn pretzel just to get ready for WrestleMania. Yeah. And it, it, it really sucks because the the rich stories with so much context that we're used to seeing from SmackDown mm-hmm. on a week-to-week basis outside of the bright lights of WrestleMania, damn good show. Really good mm-hmm. show. But it's like, I don't know if it's a situation where, you know, some folks backstage in WWE, I'm not going to say any names, but they're getting a little bit more influence as we get closer to the grandest <laughs> stage of them all. I mean... Might he be the person you're pictured with right here? I don't know who you're talking about, but as far as what I'm saying, though, like something is different and whatever it is, and I I am not liking it. Well, here's the thing. I, I think what the reason is, is just like, if you guys have noticed for the last few years, WWE has kind of had an issue with making like the in between shows really mean something so that we could actually have some like good natural storyline progression hanging into the uh, biggest shows of the WWE in WrestleMania. They've had a big problem with that. Like look what happened last year with the whole uh, Roman Reigns Triple H situation. That was like 
that wasn't compelling. Or that that was up and down booking in itself. Like, yeah, I really did not enjoy this fast Tuesday night's episode. I actually thought this was the one of the worst episodes since the brand split happened. Mm-hmm. And the reason being is just because um. I saw they did American Alpha versus the Usos. And you guys know me. I'm not even going to explain about my tag team wrestling. But this is a match that if they are building towards Mania, this should be the main focus. And unfortunately, I so hated the camera cuts to Shane. And it's like it became like the big vocal point for the show because this is ultimately SmackDown's biggest storyline for them right now. But that doesn't mean that you keep cutting corners for Shane to just, we know what he's ultimately going to announce slowly because you take away the importance of a potential WrestleMania match for the SmackDown brand. Yeah. I've been, I've been talking about the Usos versus American alpha so damn much. How much I was anticipating that match how I hated that one of the Usos got injured and they had to cut that feud mm-hmm. short. I really wanted to see that match. And it was so weird because I was watching SmackDown and I was not excited for the match at all. And Camera cuts. it didn't even click in my mind until after SmackDown. And I read a column from uh, ProWrestling.net and the person who wrote the column, they were talking about positioning they were talking about how one of the things that happens when you when you when you present someone on tv you basically tell the audience what to think about that person Mm -hmm. and you tell the audience what to think about this match and you tell the audience what to think you know you tell the audience what you put importance on and when we see teams like the usos and american alpha not teams like them those two friggin' teams in a match on SmackDown, they keep cutting backstage to Shane. They keep, um, you know, they have like the split screen. That's WWE telling over. us these people are not important. The tag team division is not important. Those titles are not important. That mm-hmm. is the biggest match that they could construct in the tag team division. The biggest match in the tag team division that you can construct. You are telling us while the match is on air, you don't got to care about that. Shane McMahon is the big star. This is the Shane McMahon limping backstage and hobbling out to the damn stage. That is what is important. Mm-hmm. And that, oh my God, that sucks terribly. It's it, it's absolutely terrible. I, I can understand everything, it. Everything. So, I, go ahead, Dalton. It's so insulting because, uh, and Jay knows this. Usos and American Alpha are a great matchup. They've got great chemistry together. Oh, you know it too, Cass. I'm sorry. He was the last one. We, we we know we don't. You don't. It, it doesn't even have to be said for you, Cass, because you know you say it all the time. As if there's a tag, a tag team, team match, you know, as a tag team, you know, expert. So it we it's assumed. With you, <laughs> you were the plus one for all the tag team compliments. But I think this this was so insulting. This picture and picture treatment of Shane McMahon walking to the back because obviously they can't have a still feed of him going the whole way through the arena. And I I really think it's upsetting. I kind of agree with Cass here. I felt the segment was really overproduced. The, uh, not just the just, not just the attack on the car, but the shot of uh, Shane's head going through the car from what the was camera to be. in the car. 
Yeah, like the dashboard cam. I was like, do they have a GoPro? I mean, I know GoPros are kind of getting popular now. Like, are they going to 360-degree spin this angle of Shane's head going through the car? This is just really, really unfortunate. I don't – I thought that was overproduced. I could have done without them doing that. And it makes me say, like, wow, even in the buildup, they're drawing on Shane's wanting to do extreme things. Because it was a good-looking attack. It was a good mm-hmm. effort. But they're they're – as Jay said, twisting himself into a pretzel. Even with this attack, I don't feel the need to boo Shane McMahon. Or, sorry, not Shane McMahon. Uh, AJ Styles. Um, I don't Styles feel the came need. off as the face. Not, yeah, to mention, not to mention Finley's overreaction. Paramedics, get the paramedics. You know they were standing hey, right calm there. Calm down. <laughs> you guys, you guys are standing right there, just watching, standing watching this behind attack. the camera. <laughs> You know also, what AJ should do? AJ should just what? attempt murder. Because I've noticed SmackDown is setting something up where anybody who attempts murder gets a title shot. Randy attempted to murder. <laughs> oh, let's talk about that. Title shot. Baron Corbin attempted to murder Dean Ambrose. He gets an IC title shot. Just attempt to murder Shane oh. McMahon. He wasn't vicious what? enough. That's what it was. Be a little bit vicious. What they're doing. What they're he doing. burned the freaking house down. <laughs> <laughs> what they're doing to AJ Styles is an absolute joke. It is a crime. I cannot believe AJ Styles is not main eventing WrestleMania this year. And you guys know how I feel about the feud between Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt. I deemed the Orton Rumble win as the worst win ever. And I've been proven right because what has happened, what? What has happened <laughs> for the last few weeks on SmackDown with Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt. It's been a fucking joke. I, I am sick of this. Mm. It's been let's a laughing stock. I'm about sorry, that. but let's call it what it is. Randy Orton attempting to murder or, or, or I guess destroy Bray Wyatt's home, whatever the hell. Come on. Really? This is um, what you're going to write? This and, is what you're going to write on the and, script as layout? And was that Bray Wyatt like rubbing ashes or something on himself? I thought it was crap. It was a baptism. <laughs> this is pathetic. And I knew we were going to get this kind of shitty feud. For that, I'd rather see AJ Styles versus Randy Orton. But it's bullshit that well, we did Bray see. Wyatt has a title, which we all know he's a paper champion. He's going to lose that thing in a, in a matter of weeks. I guarantee it. Actually, and then with Randy Orton, he does not deserve to be in this spot at all. I actually what heard. Down, I don't know what they're doing. Somebody's on crack. I actually heard <laughs> rumors going around that Bray Wyatt is possibly going to be. They want to position him as the top heel. And right now there are still plans for him to go in with that title till SummerSlam. Yeah, that's not happening. And here's the thing. like, Let's talk about that Bray Wyatt. This Bray Wyatt-Randy Orton segment Tuesday night was weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I don't know what it is, but do you guys get the feeling that Randy Orton, when he talks now, he really doesn't have much of a character anymore? Like, I don't just, know what to make of him. What did I tell you? Why, why give us this shitty few? And you guys are looking forward to it. Can't believe you guys. Wait, who, um, who are you guys? Yeah, yeah. Who? Like, hey, I'm no, gonna be willing there. to give it a chance. Who what are you talking about? <laughs> well, the thing is with me, I'm I'm willing to give anything a chance, but that that that's not some kind of privilege that I extended to Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt specifically. Like, oh, just because it's them, they get an extra chance over anybody else. That's not the <laughs> Wait, case. actually, I take that back, Jay. I do remember you ranting 
on the night of the Royal Rumble and how, how much of a joke it was that Randy Orton won. The record so, show. yeah, I take that back. You yeah, don't count as show. the you guys. But Dalton, I'm looking oh. at you, buddy. I, I remember you liked it. I Okay, I did like the match. And I, I don't totally hate this feud. What I don't like is that we as an audience have not been told that Randy Orton is aware of some of the things that his character has just stated he's aware of in this in this buildup. Like, for example, this this past Thursday where Randy Orton actually burnt down Bray Wyatt's shack, I felt like it was a stretch, but it's okay. The mythos was there. What I didn't like about this was that even though Randy Orton had a lot of good lines, um, Bray Wyatt, sorry, delving into religion is kind of a uh, a vulnerable you topic, if you will. Crack. Like... <laughs> We're supposed to believe that the shack was burnt down, but yet he's now in the remains of the shack picking up dirt. And uh, the dirt's supposed to symbolize Bray I'm Wyatt's religion. I'm telling you that's manure. I'm telling you that was manure. <laughs> that had to be manure because that, 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 that dirt was way too smooth. <laughs> Cass is a dirt expert now. It's like, I'm from North Carolina. I know what dirt looks like. <laughs> maybe he mixed a little um, water into it. You know, I don't know. Or maybe it was. I mean, who knows? I, I know the feud is crap. I know that. The I way mean, SmackDown, um, the way SmackDown, I was gonna say the way SmackDown has been booked in terms of characters. You you want to know who I'd like to see that actually makes sense to be in the main event? AJ Styles versus The Miz. That would actually make more sense because they mm. have consistently been the two stars that have been booked strongly and actually matter the most on SmackDown. Could you imagine Miz versus AJ Styles? I just want to say this. In theory, I completely understand what you're saying, Lucas, because this is the biggest show of the year. I would love it if we existed in a universe where we could see, you know, the two biggest stars going head to head. Because when you look at SmackDown and the success that it has had since the brand extension, Top two on that list, AJ Styles and The Miz. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Speaking it's of The Miz. It's that they're both being ripped off because Miz has a match with Cena and Nikki Bella. I mean, Cena's a big game, <laughs> don't get me wrong. Yeah. But he's going to lose to John Cena, let's face it. I mean, it. I, oh, yeah. I, I, like, I like the idea of that match better than uh, uh, AJ trying to sell that he's you know disenfranchised and been wronged because yeah. Daniel, Daniel Bryan kept trying to push – in the segment this past Thursday, that he really, really wants to punch Miz in the face for everything the Miz has put him through, but he can't because he doesn't have a contract. And it's it would have been you know it's it stuck out to me because he said it two, three or four times like I really, really want to punch you in the face, but I know that I can't. But I know two people who can. Well, I think it would work really, really well if Daniel Bryan, in that case that you were talking about, Lucas, would elect AJ as his representative. To face the Miz, he can punch Miz in the face, and he can do it better than either Cena or Nikki. They get AJ Styles versus the Miz um, gimmick on a pole match at WrestleMania. Um, (laughs) Was it just me, or was Nikki Bella like overexcited for something that we already know is going to happen? She's excited. What's she overexcited about? She's excited for the post match celebration. For the match. I want to talk about that relationship between them. Is it just me? No, do we have to? No, no, no. It's just a quick comment. Doesn't their on-air relationship seem so freaking awkward? I mean, I'm not calling it phony, but... Didn't you say that last week, Dalton? Was that you? Those were my words. Somebody's been listening (laughs) to my stuff. 
Yeah, I mean, no, there I'm serious. Go. John Cena and Nikki Bella, for some reason, doesn't seem like they genuinely like each other. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. That's not the thing. It's because the person that you see on WWE TV is not the person that you see off camera. Exactly. And that's the thing. So we have a legit relationship between two legit people. Then they have to play their characters Mm -hmm. on TV while also acknowledging the relationship between the real people. And I think that's where the awkwardness comes into play. Because if you watch their YouTube channel, like I do, you know, and and, and watch like and watch like total divas and stuff like that. They are so wonderful. They they are so wonderful. John Cena and Nikki. They they truly are. They are the pinnacle. You say that with such confidence. They are oh, the yes. pinnacle of love and in 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 wonderment in the world. But about like, people, like I said, it, we're not looking at two characters on WWE TV. No, we're not looking at two people. We are we are looking at two characters. Right. But, but well, everyone... I don't get that impression. I don't get that impression with the Miz and Maurice, though. I mean, to them, it just seems natural to be. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Can we go ahead and acknowledge the Miz? That's my homeboy, but I I guarantee you, there's not much of a difference between who you see on TV versus who he really is. Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, that's awful. why that's why I'm saying it felt awkward because <clears throat> it's like, why is it so comfortable for Miz and Maurice to just be the way they are on TV, and then for we're Cena, also you know we're also like scrutinizing Niz uh, Niz what the fuck no Cena and Nikki we're scrutinizing them because they Coming are with squish well, names and stuff. Yeah, like you know that the other thing they do where they just you know put two names in a relationship together. Um, we're also scrutinizing Cena and Nikki because they are, let's face it, the face and female face of the WWE in their respective. Yeah, run the place. Sure, Nikki runs the place. Uh, <laughs> anyway, they are their respective uh, male and female divisions' faces, and so it's easy to criticize for the same thing but they're also i think jay's right they have the really hard task of trying to balance their own character with uh trying to acknowledge their relationship and they have to do it in a pr savvy way like they can't be overindulgent they can't be as carefree as they might be on total divas but they also have to try and acknowledge the fact that yeah we're in a relationship now or we've been in a relationship but we're just now going to acknowledge it right joe i mean all right guys let's Let's talk talk about about now the big dog. The big dog. Yes, oh, before we get there, that, let me just go ahead and say that that post-match celebration, I cannot wait. I can't I wait. I bet you can't. I bet you I can't can't oh, wait. Of course, we remember Jay loves his uh, soap opera. Let's give him his moment at me. Yes. Yeah, we'll do it. Jay, I, I think you're going to be the only one on your feet no, out, of, out of the three of you. No, uh, the three of you, out of the three of you at Mania, you're going to be the only one on your feet when Cena and Nikki are getting married. In the ring. Would that be something I mean, that Sarah is into, Dalton? I mean, she'd be happy for the 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 marriage, but she really doesn't care about Nikki. Um, so I can't say that she would. But I can say, I can confidently say, it won't be the only time you'll be crying during our trip. Yes, that is true. Yes. Okay. Good to can know. We talk about- can we talk about the big dog now? Yes, let's talk about the best man in the WWE, Roman. The, the, Get the, the hell the out of here. The, <laughs> oh, oh, well, well, okay, now, now, okay, all right, so I guess I have to be Roman Reigns, right? One versus all? Okay. 
I'm ready. Yeah, you have to be uh, Roman Reigns. Um, uninteresting, dull. And then wait, 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 wait. And Jay has are. jumped on the Roman Reigns hate bandwagon. No, I have okay. not. Let me state. He's being a realist. Let me state emphatically: <laughs> the person that I am today is the person that I have been for years. I was about to say ever since I got on YouTube, but there was a little bit of trolling in 2009, but I digress. My thing has always been, and this should not surprise any of you, criticize when necessary, give credit where credit is due. I accurately assess what I see, and I tell it like it is. If I see something that's good, I'm going to say that. If I see something that is, "Mm, I'm not really feeling that, then I'm going to speak out on that as well and i've said so so you're saying could say about so you're saying so you're saying what roman reigns is currently doing is bad oh boy he's not interesting no 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 no. i I made a video about this you can watch the video no i saw the video so what's surprising you right now i was just trolling you in regards to the roman reigns hate bandwagon because i know in the video you said you're not part of that bandwagon but that's why you know i wanted to mess with you but anyway I am not going to let you say what's been going on with Roman Reigns is uninteresting. Okay. Okay, so here's the thing. I tried this. I tried with Tony. What was it, last week or the week before last? It was last week. It was last week. I tried to get from her what is so interesting about Roman Reigns. And remember... You are not talking to a person that hates Roman Reigns. You are talking to a person that has it within his capacity to be a fan of Roman Reigns. A huge fan, actually. But it's just I'm not one in this specific moment in time. What have you seen out of Roman Reigns over these past few past few months that lead you to believe that he has, has, has he's interesting? Gentlemen, gentlemen, may, may I may I impede right here? No, because you're gonna you're gonna talk negative of Roman Reigns. No, because here's the thing, like, and and people, what we're talking about is the uh, segment. If you watched um, Roman Reigns had a match against Jinder Mahal, that was a great squash. I actually liked the tease of a under. That was not a great squash. Well, here's the thing. I here's the thing. I like the Undertaker's gong going off, and I actually do think they need to do surprises like that. Not all the time, but actually do it more often than they do. And then he was he wanted the the dead man to come down, but instead he got. The heartbreak hits Shawn Michaels, and I was actually kind of like, why is Shawn Michaels coming out here and all of a sudden being or trying to be a mentor? It was good to to see Shawn, but it was kind of like, okay, we're glad you're here. And I actually liked Roman Reigns' promo. Okay, good, good. Now we're on the same page, buddy. Give me five. Good. Anyway, yes. This segment that happened on Raw with Roman Reigns and Shawn Michaels, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you just like Cass did why this segment was so good. You don't need Shawn to tell Mike- me why this segment is good. I understand. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about Roman Reigns, who he has consistently been over these past few months. So if you think you're gonna win this mm-hmm. argument just by that one segment, telling me how good no, that not one just is, one segment. No, not just one segment. Wait, what, what hold you got on. Then? Let me ask you a question, Jay. Let me ask you a question. Do you like? I'm not talking about the last few months, but do you like what has happened with Roman Reigns over the last two weeks involving The Undertaker? You mean him telling The Undertaker that that was his yard? Okay. Yes. That was, and then, that was and nice. Then what he told, and then what he told Shawn Michaels last week. That was nice. 
Okay, what's so then point? what's the problem? What has he been for the last few, few months, Lucas? See, here's the thing, Lucas. I don't know why I have to explain this to you, but you should know at this point that I am a big story guy. You cannot mm-hmm. put me into a situation where you say, ignore everything that you've seen from Roman Reigns for the last six months and judge him specifically by what you saw in two segments over the last two weeks of Raw. That doesn't fly with me. Roman Reigns is the face of Raw, which means no matter how he's booked, he's already at a high position in which he is not, no matter what happens to him, he is not going to be taken off of that pedestal. Why do you think he's facing The Undertaker? Because Vince McMahon, for some reason, doesn't think that John Cena versus Undertaker is going to be able to, like, affect the future enough, which to me is complete bullshit. But that's why he's a billionaire and I'm not. Because Roman Reigns is the present and he's the future. And I agree with Vince McMahon 100% in that. Which means, no matter how they book Roman Reigns, at this point, he is already the big dog, as they call him. That's why they're labeling this match as The Undertaker against the big dog, Roman Reigns. You're doing the same thing that Tony did. You're not giving... You're not trying to sell me on who Roman Reigns is. You're just trying to sell me on who WWE thinks he is. Where it's no, like, that's well, who he's, Roman Reigns is. It's like, but well, that- he's here already. We've invested so much mm-hmm. in him that either you, you better like him because he's not going anywhere. That's Jay, what it sounds like you're he, saying. He's he's a badass. What do you want me to say? Dude, his, his position does not, his position on the car does not warrant some kind of following. Like The problem I have with this match is that um, while I, I think there are better that. opponents... Oh shit! Like, I can't no, wait I, for the match either. Like, <laughs> we're gonna have a blast. I am excited as hell. I'm gonna get to see the Undertaker live in person. But if I'm being straight up honest, there are several other opponents I could think of that would give Reigns a or yeah, that would give Reigns a better match than the Undertaker. And let's be real about that. But the real payoff for me is where Roman goes after either losing to or beating Taker. Like and that's I, why he needs to lose to him. No, but that doesn't mean I'm interested in the uh, the build up to it. This build up has been. Meh. It's been this a standard. Has been great. No, it's been a standard Roman Undertaker buildup. Hold on a minute. Roman Reigns talking shit to Shawn Michaels and telling him, who the fuck are you? And walking off. That is badass. That's the best Roman Reigns you could be asking for right now. And I guarantee to you next Monday on Raw, and thank God I'm going to be there. Hopefully Undertaker's there. Guarantee to you there's going to be some shit going down between Roman Reigns and Undertaker that's going to leave all of you like, Holy shit, I can't wait for me. What I guarantee. What makes Reigns t- telling off Shawn Michaels special when every WrestleMania since Shawn Michaels has been retired, he's come back to warn the person who's challenged The Undertaker or about The Undertaker? Did he do that last year? Did he do that last year? I don't remember. But the point is, Roman Reigns, it's not what he said, it's how he said it to Shawn Michaels. That's what I'm looking at. And this is a this is something that's going to start trending with Roman Reigns over the next few weeks. That's going to lead to what his character truly is. See, Jay, you want an answer? Jay wants an answer to what Roman Reigns is going to be. You're going to get that answer either at Mania or after WrestleMania. Okay, so basically, it's just sit there and wait. Yeah, that's that's not interesting to me. You're the one that loves to see storytelling, right? So let it play out then. 
Lucas. <laughs> That's not storytelling I, in the moment. I understand what you're saying, but understand <laughs> what I'm saying. It all matters. Everything is connected. The last six months are important. Last week's episode of Raw is important. This week's episode of Raw is important. The next week's episode of Raw is important. So the question that I... I, I I can't put the pieces together in my mind to be excited about the character of Roman Reigns as he's going into a match with The Undertaker, even if I think it's going to lead to somewhere after WrestleMania. Like the, the wrestling world is a world that continues to move. There are going to be many episodes of Raw leading into WrestleMania, and that stuff matters. It does, because if it didn't, why the hell are any of us watching? Why not just watch WrestleMania and watch the episode after if that's the stuff that's really going to matter? Speaking of which, Triple H and Seth Rollins. Seth oh, Rollins made a return. Finally, we got so real sympathy. Good. I could actually yeah. pay Rollins mm-hmm. honest sympathy. This is the sympathy I wanted to yeah. give Rollins two weeks ago during yep. that bullshit, half-assed, half-hearted Piece of shit. Oh well, maybe I'll be there. I don't know. My knee's not looking too good. Oh, oh, Half-hearted, half charisma, half energy. What is it? Low, low energy Rollins. But he yeah. broke his smile, guys. Eat, eat a granola bar, Rollins. <laughs> this was good though. Like this yeah, is it was good. Best Triple Very H. Good. This is the best heel work of Triple H that I've seen in quite. Something. I don't know. All three and all four Triple H is kind of heelish, but that yeah, was but the this no, th- but that's what I'm saying. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. This was like a flashback of what he was because I mean he was really good witch- in uh in the lead up to WrestleMania 30, too. True. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. But this was yeah. amazing. This was oh yeah. my god. Yeah, that was great. But so I way- really wanted to but- fight him. I really did. <laughs> I think we all did. But the way he mocked and just embarrassed and belittled Mick Foley, I was like. You motherfucker, that's Mick Foley. You don't talk to him like that. And that was so brilliant. That's what makes Triple H such a freaking deal. It was, but it, but for me, it was like, I thought the same was amazing. I just hope this definitely doesn't lead to like the authority situation again because it really seems that they're leading really close to going back to that because you had Stephanie McMahon's ass like going back there and saying and being like just being the typical heel that she is, which she is good at it. Going like sometimes. when you when you yeah sometimes when you people go <laughs> to work. You need to go and tell your boss that you're happy that you have a job. And I'm like, we're not going back to this authority crap again, are we? Because that's what Raw definitely does not need is another authority thing. What? Why do I feel like Triple H needs his perfect antagonist to just like, you know, you know what I'm trying to say? Right. And you, you guys know who I'm thinking of. But the last person that was able to like match that level of egoness is cm punk and I, I i'm not saying seth rollins is not going to do a good job at like going back and forth with triple h on the microphone but i'm just waiting for that day for triple h to get his comeuppance on the mic because it seems like him and stephanie just run rough shot on everyone it's like a verbal yeah, that's abuse. their abuse problem that's yeah, their abuse no one, problem yeah and it's like no one is able to match up with them on the microphone since cm punk left and i don't understand why like let somebody just completely rip Triple H a new asshole on the microphone. You I'm can't, waiting. But the, quote unquote, I don't know let that they'll let him do that. 
the, the yeah, you can't is, let that happen. Like, we can look at this and say Triple H and Stephanie have all of the power on screen and off screen. They but do. don't don't discount the talent that Triple H brings to the table. The reason why he's able to cut people down is he because he's that damn good. Like he why was CM Punk it? able to cut him down? Because he was good. able to. Because CM Punk is good. Because he, yeah, like he yeah. was able to. You got to match that's, the star That's what power. I'm saying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like something needs to happen where we don't see these opponents of Triple H look like, I'm not saying jokes, but look like less of him when they face him. Because it's like, I know it's part of the story, but at the that's same the time, time like, I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting for that moment where Triple H is finally abuse and i guess that's how good of a heel he is where you want to yeah. see him just get his ass kicked but at the same time it's like at what point do we stop thinking about that and, and anticipating that because i actually want to see it happen you know i honestly don't i don't know if you guys noticed this but i don't know if you i i see triple h come out every single time we know he works out we know he's in great shape but you can tell he's getting older though and you know that he definitely he's gonna keep doing this until he can't go but you can definitely tell that he doesn't want to be here as often as we would like him to be, because like it, like here, like it, he literally like has everything on his hands. Mm-hmm. Why you think? Why you think? Why um he didn't show up on Raw? Like legitimately, why he didn't show up on Raw during the bill? Even though they could have done something. So it's like I feel I'm fearing that we're getting to that point where Triple H, wow, because remember they're still trying to create that new faction with uh Owens and uh Owens and a. Samoa Joe, and it's like, I noticed at a live event, they did like a six-man tag featuring Triple H, Joe, and Kevin Owens facing, uh, I believe it was Jericho, Zayn, and uh, Finn Balor, who, by the way, made his return. I bet that match was so crazy to see. And, yeah, all the, yeah, screw all the people who got to see at a live event. That that, that could have been on a, that could have been on the fast life pay-per-view easy, but... Yeah, I can tell Triple H doesn't want to keep doing this, so it's like you need to find a way to match the star power for somebody to come back Triple H to like Lucas's point to where they don't get buried. And real quick, we got Finn Balor chance. Was anybody else thinking that Balor was going to come out? At some point, I did think it. Would that have been fine? Um, maybe, I don't. I don't know. Maybe yeah. he returns in Brooklyn. I'm I mean, I know you're not just saying that because you're gonna be there, Lucas. But yeah, I that's the, I've actually thought about this. Where could Balor fit if he returned? The problem is the WrestleMania card is so souped up right now because I think mm-hmm. the running number is I think 13 confirmed matches with two or three that are kind of waiting in the wings. Yeah. That's possibly 16 matches. Good lord, we are gonna be uh, tired at the end of that thing. But that's the thing. I, I would love to see Balor. Don't get me wrong. I would love to see Balor live. But if I'm looking at the card realistically, the only place I could see him fitting in organically is against Samoa Joe. And kind of my opinion is why hold a match if you're doing it just the purposes of putting it on? Like I, I have no doubt they would tear the house down. It'd be really good. But storyline-wise, I can't justify putting him in with Joe. And if you're not putting him in with Joe, I don't know that Balor fits in anywhere. I feel like they're holding him just Actually, Dalton, Dalton, you bring up a good point because right now that I'm thinking about it, there is no match for WrestleMania for Samoa Joe. Or Finn Balor. He's probably going to run in 
Um, or Sammy's Triple H's match. Like I honestly see him being relegated to being an interfering party. Yeah, in- but I don't think I don't think that's a good way to present Samoa Joe at the big at the biggest stage of them all. I think yeah, he has to be featured in a high capacity. So it, it even is if interesting he's new he been- to the to the roster, because let's not forget he's only been there for a, a yeah, half minute. Yeah, but he's still but he's still at a high level right now. You know, it, it's oh, like I- it's kind of like an AJ Styles thing. We didn't need for AJ Styles. To have six months in the WWE to be at WrestleMania, like no, uh, this yeah. guy, yeah, he he faced Chris Jericho. It's like Samoa Joe right now. He should be having a, a, a high card match at WrestleMania, and I'm wondering why he hasn't been confirmed for a match yet. So maybe it it will be Finn Balor. Who He's knows? too young. That's why. I can't. <laughs> I, I, I'm I'm just like oh yo, I can't wait for the Goldberg Brothers to match the main event WrestleMania. I can't wait. I can't wait for my New York crowd to shit all over Goldberg on Monday <laughs> Well, guys, we're out of time. Anything more to say before we head off air? Any parting shots? 205 Live was actually the MVP this week, I thought, even surpassing NXT. I'll even go as that far off saying it. Any last troll comments, Lucas? Uh, yeah, no. Uh, international man of mystery Dalton uh no sir I'm, I can't wait to WrestleMania in two weeks we are 17 days away guys oh, by the way guys God. by the way guys since I can't make it to Mania we need to start planning for SummerSlam oh yeah we talked oh about yeah that. we're going <laughs> Big Apple baby yes okay so that is it for the show thank you all for tuning in I am still working on a video about Sasha Banks and this whole sh- this stuff that's going on with this women's championship. I'm not going to say when it's going to be out because it requires some extensive editing and I don't want to, you know, lie and be like, oh, yeah, it's going to be up tomorrow. I don't know. I like you having we'll before, see. but that's around the point. It's it, And see, that's the reason why, because I know I've done it before <laughs> and I'm trying to stop. Jay's still working on the lighting. <laughs> no, the lighting that, that that's down. I, I got that. That that that's cool. You know, I I told you about my lighting setup where you know it's very I, oh yeah, but I got it. I, I you got a whole maze of lights going on. Go. Yep. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, be expecting that video um, in the next few days. I'll say that. So, yeah. Right. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll catch you later. Peace. Later days. <laughs>